Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning to George. Good morning, Alan. And I'm joined by Finnegale Councillor Jim Moore. Good morning to Jim. Uh, good morning, Alan and listeners. We're here to discuss coastal erosion, but we've been inundated with response to Father Brian linking in with us this morning. And again, I quote our President Michael Lee Higgins, who said, Today Derry stands as a beacon of hope and justice, of battling and succeeding against the odds, a peace and a people with an inclusive achievement of dignified and respectful ethical remembering. I'll just get a comment from you, George, before we get on to coastal erosion, about the significance of events that unfolded yesterday in Derry. Well, I think uh, if you're looking for an icon of an iconic symbol of what went on uh, for more than 40 years in, in, in the north of Ireland and indeed beyond that, uh, Derry uh, stands proudly uh, there. You know, the appalling situation of, of Bloody Sunday, the appalling events, the state-sponsored appalling events, which is, I suppose, the crucial and key thing, uh, to, uh, uh, the attack on, on innocent civil rights marchers, was uh, a line in the sand that uh, sadly was crossed time and time again uh, throughout the, the terrible troubles. But certainly the people there have shown a resilience, have shown a pride in their area, have shown a willingness to move forward. And I think if we, if we could replicate that right across the province of Ulster uh, in, in many areas and reach out the hand uh, to those people who perhaps don't want to take it. But I think if we were to move forward as an island, certainly that hand must be proffered uh, time and time again until we, we find ourselves in a situation where we, as the, you know, five and a half, six million people who live on this island and live together in peace and harmony without the, the notion of hatred being an undercurrent amongst uh, many years. But I think Derry has led the way in that regard in, in every sense, in peace, in song, in poetry. Uh, they, they have done it time and time again, and they are an iconic people on this island. And just to get a comment from you on that as well, Jim, because people are asking, will we podcast Father Brian's piece? Indeed we will, straight after the show, we'll do it for you. His description of the 13 coffins being moved to the churchyard and the haunting sound of the boy soprano singing Nearer My God to Thee brought a tear to many people's eye today and brought us back to a dark period. But again, as you just heard from George there, the the future on, on the basis of what the people of Derry have been through is looking brighter. Uh, uh, certainly is, um, and I think the, he captured the mood um, for the people now, and I suppose the ang- the anxiety there that we do not revert to a time when we lose empathy, we lose understanding, and we lose that, that gener- generosity that has taken uh, generations to overcome. And I think it will be a hugely important step that we do not lose sight of where things went wrong. And people have moved to a space now where that generosity of spirit and understanding and empathy um, is so important if we're going to achieve uh, peace. And that peace comes down to every individual and everyone has a role in all of that. So I think what has Uh, what Derry has shown is leadership. And we've seen the people who have come forward to take on that leadership role and being unequivocal about violence and the role of violence in our society now and into the future. So to be commended, I, I, I share your sentiment about broadcasting it. 
Right, as I said, uh, people asking, will we podcast Father Brian's piece? Indeed we will, but both uh, councillors have joined me today because both of them are very energised and engaged with the whole area of coastal erosion. Farmers have expressed heartache and seeing their land sink into the sea because of climate change. Kilometres of coastline in Wexford have been affected, with some houses now sitting on the brink of collapse. Coming back to you first off, George, you are looking specifically, I think, at the Curraclough area, or maybe even beyond that. Um, you're energised by this, why so? Well, just to give a, a sort of a brief outline of, of what Wexford faces, there's 260 kilometres of coastline in Wexford, believe it or not, of which 80% or 211 kilometres of that is what's called soft coastline. And just so we have 211 kilometres, and just to, to give an indication of, I suppose, the difficulties we face, currently we have coastal protection in 15 kilometres of those 211 kilometres of soft coastline. Uh, you know, with climate change, with, with uh, uh, you know, all the various difficulties we're, we're going to go through with, you know, rising sea levels and, and things like that, we are going to face major difficulties uh, across the board in Wexford. I know, Jim, certainly in, in the Rosclare area, uh, they have serious difficulties that, that they're tackling. And I know Jerry Ford in Wexford County Council is, is leading the charge with his team there to try and tackle the difficulties that we, we face now and face into Within within those uh, uh, within the the coastline of Wexford, within 200 metres, there's 4,355 properties have been listed. So we have a lot of people who could be seriously affected. My own uh, Wexford Municipal District has, has 45 kilometres of coastline, uh, and, and a lot of that would centre around you know, the Coracle, Ballinesco, the Raven Point, and the Forest area. And and I I was contacted by locals who would use the area recre- recreationally. And, you know, we're encountering areas where they felt needed uh, to be looked at and needed attention. We'd always have shifting sands, uh, uh, but but there there is a worry that the damage to low-lying dunes in this area may may need to further permanent problems. I suppose the difficulty for the likes of the Raven Point and the uh, the forest and Ballinesca is we don't have you know, a large level of commercial activity in this area, or we don't have, for instance, like they have in Rostera Golf Course, where you can actually daily, physically see uh, coastal erosion having a serious effect. So that's a battle we have on ourselves, but it's certainly something that we need to be monitoring, and I know we are monitoring, and uh, uh, with a view to providing the protection for, you know, Right. Uh, a few years into the future. Okay, well, we, we'll get your view on how you protect it and what you do to, to, to make sure that it, it doesn't erode further. But, uh, Jim, when you look at coastline, Cairn, Kilmore, uh, I mean, the areas that you were covering your municipal district or what? Well, uh, Alan, it's a really live problem for people residing in the coastal areas. We have the Rosslare Municipal District, founded in 2019, 100 kilometres of coastline from Drina to Bano. And every metre of that is under threat. And that is the reality. Uh, if we looked at the records um, going back over the years, going back to a century and a half, we were losing a metre, a half a metre per year. But what has happened is, in the last, since, particularly since 2014, we have an accelerated problem. Um, where we're now losing, in my area and my homeland down around uh, Kilmore, we're talking about one and a half to two metres of land disappearing every year. Now, that is a huge threat. And everybody is living with it who are either farming in that area, who are trying to access the beach, who are living and have residences, both uh, summertime and full-time residents. They are all waking up to the reality that the climate has changed for whatever reason 
and we are now under threat. And we must also remember that the inland areas in this district, as we saw only on Christmas Day, is below sea level for a greater part of it. So we have a huge issue in relation to what is the plan to deal with the issue, if we do have one, and how are we going to assure people that there is a plan in place to protect their livelihoods and their homes? Right. And what is the broader community facing into in the next 30 years? Because George mentioned about the climate change conference that took place in, um, in Glasgow there a couple of months ago. I'm a member of the Special Policy Committee on Environment and Climate Change, and Jerry Ford and his colleagues gave a presentation. Well, I asked the question in relation to what maps for Ireland and southeast uh, Wexford were produced at that. Under the uh, particular plan in 2030, a considerable amount of land would be underwater in 10 years' time. So it's not something we can hang around and wait for a resolution. Yeah. We need to urgently... Find a resolution. A researcher, Kieran Noble, came forward with some uh, items from a near-to-the-ground episode a few months ago. It revolves around Jamie Ryan, who said a mile of his farmland in Ballytrent, Wexford, runs alongside the coastline, protected by sand dunes, which are now disappearing at an alarming rate. Much of the bank is gone, the fence is gone, and I imagine four or five acres have probably gone. He's a tillage and suckler farmer. We may well get in touch with him and see what's the situation now. He is quoted as saying it has worsened in recent years. From about 2005 onwards, southeasterly storms caused the biggest problem. Combined with high tide, they do an enormous amount of destruction. In 15 years, it has taken 20 foot, and I imagine it's going to go at a faster rate because the land below is all below sea level, and it's all going to flood eventually. So, George, that's just one example. Um, what, what do you reckon can be done to try and alleviate this situation? It, it is a massive, massive challenge. As I've said, we've 211 uh, kilometres of soft coastline, and we've coastal protection on 15 kilometres. And I would say that Wexford is probably one of the, potentially one of the worst uh, <coughs> areas in, in, in the country with regards to, to coastal erosion. Uh, what can be done? First of all, we have to ensure that any works we carry out in a particular area don't have an, an impact in other areas. Jim is absolutely correct. It's a very, very live issue for the people in the Rosslair district uh, where, 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 as he said, it is 100 kilometres of coastline where people are losing land on a yearly basis and losing ground and there's a lot of properties there will, will be affected. Whether it's rock armory, whether it's wooden piles, whether it's grasses to protect dunes, you know, we, we need to, to be alive to this very live problem because, uh, you know, we're here now, but 10 years down the line, we're going to be in a very, very difficult right. situation if, if we don't tackle it immediately. And what would you like to see done immediately, Jim? Well, well, well the reality is, Alan, I, I, I don't consider myself an old person, but when I was a kid, I used to go down to Seaview Beach. The tide no longer goes out. It is in permanently in the spaces that people of my generation used to occupy and visit. That is where the reality comes home for people who are living with this every day. Now, the government in 2019, 2020, uh, the minister formed the National Coastal Management Strategy Steering Group to highlight uh, the issue. Now, they were due to issue reports in the autumn of 2020, and I put down a motion at Wexford County Council in June of last year, not only to release the uh, document uh, for what, how we propose to deal with it, but really the problem here is, Alan, for Wexford County Council, that, and despite all the good efforts that's going on, we are the most exposed county 
in the country. Now, there's bits of Wicklow and there's bits of Dublin that may be affected, but not 240 kilometres or 260 kilometres of coastline. So it is absolutely yeah. of a major urgent nature for the government and the Oireachtas members to get to grips with this. Okay, well, we're going to follow up on this because uh, I know both of you are willing to let me travel with you to your, the various areas. Uh, maybe we'll talk to residents in the areas as well over the coming weeks to follow up on this because this, this just doesn't need to stop here. We need to continue on. I mean, both of you have been campaigning for this. So let, let's get, let the, get the ball rolling in this. Just get a quick comment on another comment I have here. Experts blame global warming, rising sea levels and more storms for the accelerated coastal erosion of Ireland's sandy shores. What's your view on that, George? Have they, uh, is that is that basically what's causing it or do you think there are other mitigating factors i think it's 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 absolutely true that uh rising sea levels and climate change have caused this problem as jim has outlined there uh, very eloquently in his own area the t- there's a part where the tide doesn't go out uh you know we have rising sea levels we see we see it uh, you know in in wexford town where we are working on a fl- flood protection program simply because the sea levels are rising uh you know it, this is ongoing and it's live. It's not a Donald Trump pie-in-the-sky thing. This is happening on a daily basis and people are trying to live with us on a daily basis. And we've seen it in Wexford. We've seen where, you know, old photographs of land that was 100 metres uh, uh, that's no longer there now. This is happening day by day by day. Uh, the one thing I'd say about coastal protection and anything to do with the marine or, or the coastline seems to take an unusually long length of time to resolve. Now, I appreciate that there has to be various uh, issues looked into, like environmental protection, obviously, and the environmental impact assessment, but it seems to take forever in the area of anything to do with the foreshore. I think this needs to be looked at because we do not have the time to sit uh, and look at reports whilst our coastline has been eating away and are eaten away and our communities are being attacked by it. Well, let's keep the debate going and get reaction yes. from elsewhere in the county as well, down around the Duncannon area, up around the Gorey area. Jim, I, 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 did you want to add another point there, George? Well, yeah, well, I, I think the reality is there are other countries in Europe who are facing this. Uh, it's only about five or six years ago, the National Trust in the UK decided they were no longer protect properties under their remit because what was happening was they ended up creating islands because there's, there's no end to what the tide will do. So I think the old expression, time and tide wait for no man, I think is very appropriate to this problem. Okay. We just need to get to grips with it. And, and we do require leadership from the government department and the Oireachtas members how we're going to deal with it. All right, let's get the morning mixed reactions. Did you make, want to make a final comment, George? I may have cut you off there. If you another no, point. No, 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 no. I agree wholeheartedly with what, 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 what Jim is outlining and saying. Uh, this is a, an extremely urgent problem, more urgent than perhaps many of us uh, would realise. Uh, we need to have radical and an imaginative proposal and approach to it to, to ensure that the coastal uh, communities of Wexford are safe going into the future. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.